and Happy New Year, ladies and gentlemen. It's 2023, and this is the first episode uh, of the new year. Very excited to be back. Um, my name's Damien Gracehead. I'm sitting here in Sydney. My co-host, Penny Breslin, sitting in San Diego. Penny, have you been washed away yet? I mean, just the news that we're seeing here, the rain in California seems insane, but obviously California is a big place. It's a very big place. No, actually, I live in Lake Lucadia, um, but we're, we're actually pretty good. We didn't get hit as bad as they did a little, even a little bit farther north than us. Uh, it's pretty miserable up there. Um, feel sorry for those folks. Um, yeah, I saw, I saw some footage out of Santa Barbara and, and Montecito. Those, oh, yeah, it's really insane. bad up there. Yeah. But they all, you know, I mean, because of the fires up there, if it rains a little bit, they have mudslides. You know, the thing is, you wish we could... We, I wish that we had had more cisterns around so that we could capture all this wonderful rainwater. Um, there's a good side to it in that, you know, maybe we'll have a little less drought problem. Uh, and the snowpack is really good on the mountains. My son, <laughs> he's like, yay, it's raining in San Diego. That means it's snowing on the mountains. Yep. And he was, he's a contractor. He said, I have no work for the week. And he just, he said, Off come you on here. You don't need me to help with the dogs or anything, do you? I went, no. And he goes, good, bye. And Out of here. he just took off and he spent four days snowboarding and he was having a ball. Yeah, I've seen some pictures out of Mammoth and Lake Tahoe and, and the, the powder looks insane. It looks amazing. So I'm very jealous. Um, but it is a sunny, uh, hot, finally, um, summer here in Sydney. So I'll, I'll head down to the beach a little bit later on for a surf. So can't oh, really nice. complain. Yeah, the waves here are awesome they're yeah. epic we had 14 foot on the face oh my god it was amazing i, I that was not that's not anything i would ever now do. i was gonna say were you surfing or were you observing <laughs> i'm observing are you kidding me i'm not an idiot um but you know i live near swamis and uh some really good surfers are out there and mm. they just they were just it was beautiful because it's all you know a couple of days it was really rough um and you just go, why would you want to go out like that? But some do. But like even today, this morning, I was out and I was on the beach and it was glass. Mm. And it was a beautiful, I mean, Black's Beach, they had overheads that were just, I mean, it was stunning. Yeah. For good surfers, it was it was a nice week. It was a good, it was <laughs> so, a good surfing week. Yes, yeah, I, 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 there's, there's some bad stuff going on up in uh, Northern California or, or north of us, but San Diego, as usual, pretty nice. Nice part of the world. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, Penny, we haven't caught up since QuickBooks Connect, and, and we caught up in real life, and we've got a, a special bonus episode uh, of a, a conversation that we had with a couple of attendees. That'll go live uh, shortly as well. I actually had to do a little bit of production and, and um, uh, do some editing for the first time of our well, podcast. Well, let's just tell the people what it was like. Damien had a suite. So we were in the living room of his suite and we had the microphone in the middle of the room and we had about what, 10? Yeah. 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 People in it who were uh, there for QuickBooks Connect and um, boy, they all had something to say. And, you, and and something to share, and not just about the, like we, I think we started off talking about the program and some feedback yeah. from that, but then they started talking about their, their practice and, and their business and sharing different things. And we, we talk about, you've got to hire a Beth and, and process. And I, I was, I, I ran into a couple of people the following day and they very kindly, and I don't think this was true to be honest, but they very kindly said, 
I got more out of that discussion than I did out of out of the the day's programming or something. So I um yeah, I think they were very kind to to say that. But it was just again when you get practitioners in the room sharing what's working, what's not working, and and giving people the confidence to to take action. Um, yeah, I thought it was quite powerful. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I, I got the same thing from a few people the next day because we went out. I stayed, you know, an extra day because we were going to go camping um, afterwards. But uh, yeah, a few people said the same thing, that that was better because, well, it was, you'll hear about it in the in the, in the overview, but it was a tough, it was a good conference, but it was tough to get from point A to point B because everything was so crammed. I mean, there was just a lot going on. There were a lot of people there and it was fast and furious. A lot of people, a lot of sessions. Um, yeah. I think every, every so I, I sort of got two key themes out of it was uh, from particularly from the sessions and what was done there. And, and that was mid-market, how to use QuickBooks with your mid-market clients, how to talk to mid-market clients, sort of the, 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 the top end of the M of the SME, small, medium-sized businesses. And then the other one was, God, if, if you saw Kaz mentioned one more time from a, either from a session, a speaker, a sponsor, an exhibitor, I don't know, I was about to throttle someone. I feel like <laughs> I feel like we've been talking about this, I mean, certainly for when, whenever we did that first workshop before then, 15 years ago. Um, no, it wasn't 15 years ago, maybe 12 years ago. Um, we've been banging on about it, but, um, I don't know. It just seemed to be everywhere you turned. It was Kaz, Kaz, Kaz. Yeah. And everybody had a different definition. And actually that I, I, I saw an interesting discussion on Twitter, um, Twitter or LinkedIn recently. And, and it was, someone was, we need a definition of Kaz and, and it was quite a robust discussion and, uh, Dave Bergstein got involved, and 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 he Seth and, and Seth Feinberg, and and Seth actually said, you know what? Why don't you just let the the firm define it, and why don't you let the firm define it and talk to their clients about it the way they want to talk and and what it means to them, and and for some it's bookkeeping, for some it's the the high end CFO. You know, the, the, if we think about the the book, it's it could be the strategist, it could be the executioner, it could be the the catalyst or the the um, the steward, who cares? But as long as you define what it. it is you want to do, yeah, which... and, and and you don't have to build a huge number of clients. That was one thing. Remember, Don Brolin was talking about that, um, and you know you don't need several hundred clients to make a good quality business. Um, because you, you just like with the guy that I was complaining about kind of uh, <laughs> when we started this, like, you know, I was on the phone with him for almost an hour and a half. And, um, you know, he's like, so at some point you're going to be raising your rates this year. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, that's, I, you only need a few of those. Yeah. You don't need hundreds and hundreds of clients and, and like when Rachel was talking while we were having that little get together at yours in your suite was, you know, she's getting rid of like a few other people have announced in Twitter and she can rid of if you, if you don't deal with us on a business aspect, well, we're 
covering all of your your business as well as your personal. We're not going to do that tenfold. Yeah, we're not going to do that other work. We're not we're not going to do that that piecemeal work. We want it all, or we want nothing. And it's quite and, interesting. Some of the st- stuff that um, I've been doing around sort of goal setting for the new year and whatnot with a, with a number of firms is what's that revenue target that you're looking for and and you know whether it's a whether it's 500,000 whether it's a million whether it's to add an additional 250,000 whatever it is there's multiple ways in which you can get there you can get there with adding $250,000 tax returns to to generate an additional $250,000 in revenue or it could be 10 $25,000 a year clients and and what do you have to do to deliver $25,000 worth of value but and so basically what we're thinking so what what is it that you want to do back to that first chapter and put it down on paper and there's a number of ways in which you can skin that cat and it doesn't have to be the same way every other firm has done it for the last 50 100 years um, I, I think it's a really exciting time to be in accounting um, and 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 if if, as Rachel has said, you know what, she just wants to work with really good businesses from start to finish, fantastic. That really, and the, the, the wonderful thing about that for me, and this is sort of one of my New Year resolution-ish type things, is actually saying no to things. And that, that really helps Rachel say no to stuff that's going to distract her. And I think that's fantastic. She's really good at saying no. <laughs> She's very good at it. Whereas, you know, um, <laughs> uh, someone we both know, Chris, uh, Chris Frederick said it was, he, he, he's just, he says yes to anything that, not anything, but, uh, but a lot of stuff that comes through the door, he says yes. He does set himself a, a very high ceiling in terms of minimum fees, but mm-hmm. his general, um, his general, his, his normal um, way that he is yes. Whereas changing that over to no is quite difficult to say no. You know, to it's interesting uh, it, working with India. It was always yes, yes. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. We can do that. We could do yep. that. Um, and then it would be like, now show us how you do it. <laughs> and then we'll copy. But and that's probably being a little facetious of me to say it. But, that, but just this year, my team and my partners over there are going, no, we don't want to do that. Yeah. This ain't no. Um, which I find to be refreshingly honest. Yep. Um, and uh, that leads to the other thing we were going to discuss, which is I'm sitting here and um, I don't, like I was telling you, I have to go through timesheets and I don't do it based necessarily on um, billing hours. I have to look at how I can accommodate having a human being sitting there to do the work when you need to do it. And so we have to move teams around every once in a while. And um, it, you just, you, you start looking at the flow of work so you can break down the reports month to month, week to week, whatever. And you realize these clients, there are, there are some clients that you know in the back of your head, they're not really good clients. And you could see where the work is dropped off. And then all of a sudden, it just comes slamming in and everything is high priority. And they're the ones that my, my 
my partners in India are starting to learn to say no to. And and maybe that's for listeners to be like, you, you may not say no to them this time around, but just put them on extension now. Yeah. You know, you know that you know that they're going to be late. You know that they're not going to reply to your email or, or whatever it is. So just put them on extension now, um, and just sort of park it, park it till later. Don't don't get stressed out by the fact that, um, or you do, the last thing you want to do is is put that pressure on yourself in April ten when they finally get their shit together and send it to you. Just put them on extension now. Oh, I think that that's already happened. In fact, when we get uh, we've been getting calls you know, about doing tax returns, our first comment is, when do you have your cutoff date for extensions? What did you because, say, November 15th? <laughs> no, if they don't, if I mean, because that's real critical for us because then if we know if they don't have a, a really good ex- hardcore, you know, this is the date. If you if they bring it in after this date, they're, they're automatically on extension. Then I'll go, okay, we'll talk to you because otherwise, you know what they're going to do? They're going to let us hang out and then they're going to give us everything at the last minute. And I don't want that. Yeah. There's no reason to have that happen. No. Um, so so maybe that's for listeners is um, one last ditch effort to say you've got to have everything in by Feb 15. If it's not in by Feb 15 or, or Feb 28, uh, you're going on extension. And, yeah. and and that's the rule. And you know something? There's no reason why it can't be. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, for crying out loud. I mean, we I was issuing 1099s two weeks ago. There's no effing reason why. I loved it, you know, that my CPAs uh, had their assistant ask me for my finals uh, information uh, on Dece- right the last week of December. And I just gave it to her and I said, here you go. And then a week later, she calls me and said, hey, this is what we estimate you're going to be paying in taxes based on the information you've given us. And I had given them the payroll reports. I had given them uh, a detail. We had closed out the books, everything. It was all done. And she's like, okay, this way. And I'm going, oh, good. So, and when am I going to be paying this? And she told me, I go, oh, cool, good. I've been putting money aside in my tax account for it. So I'm good. And I'm like, what a breath of fresh air. I don't have to think about it now. Well, first of all, your your accountant called you and um and probably returned your call and and th- that's that's a breath of fresh air. But well, I, I you mean, know who my account is. <laughs> but also, I think the other thing is as well as like your your clients uh, and, and listeners' clients, they're getting hit by tax messages from TurboTax, from H and R Block, from Liberty Tax, from M- left, right, and center. So there is no reason why tax should not be at the forefront of their mind. So capture that, jump on that bandwagon and say, it's tax time, get your stuff together, get it in, get it in by this particular date. Uh, Otherwise, you're on extension. No ifs, no buts. So um, we had uh, somebody ask us to do uh, some tax work for them. And we were doing the onboarding. And a lot of this is just us getting to know them and them getting to know us. And I'm sitting there on the Zoom call and behind this person is the um, ubiquitous stack of papers, you know, know, leaning over and the printer and the backs and, you know, and, um, you know, they're asking us about our security. (laughs) 
<laughs> I showed him I showed him a picture that we have of our workroom because uh, we're expanding it. By the way, the second floor is almost done. Oh, nice. Um, and he goes, there's no paper in that room. I go, yeah, we're not allowed to do that. <laughs> we like I, I can see your clients' socials from here. Like, I know. I, I said, I said, I can see you. You're bugging me about security, but then I just started asking him. I said, so because I asked him, when's your cutoff date? You know, when when do how how are you going to load level? Are you gonna, are you planning on sending us returns throughout the whole time? Or are you just going to slam us all at the very end? On April 10. <laughs> and so he goes, well, you know, my clients with their organizers sometimes they come in and they're still in the envelope, and I said. How much does it cost you to send out those organizers and then get that paper back if you even get paper? How much is, and you're, I said, you want to know why you can't hire a goddamn accountant? It's how because it, you much? are acting like it's 1895 and not 2023. What's the time associated, the, the time the associated with that task? Yeah. And could that not be spent on doing something else? And how did it make valuable? you feel when they walked in there with the envelope that you flip it and mailed them? Probably pretty pleased. Well, you know, some people just <laughs> won't go online. I go, do they go online to do their online banking? Well, yeah. Do they use Uber? Do they? Yeah. You know, why can't you demand that they do it there? And if they don't do it, then don't do their flipping tax return. Yeah. Tell them to go to H&R Block or TurboTax. Exactly. And uh, they'll probably have a better experience. Sit down with them and, and go through the the. Oh, wow. Box. You won't make that $100? Yeah. Gee. No, but you know what you might do? Be able to take your, your family out to dinner or something during tax season. Be at dinner. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I think, and again, I th- again, it depends on what you want. It de- if you want to yeah. be at dinner, then there's a better way to do it. But if you don't want to be at dinner, I mean, that's a, yeah. probably a different issue. But yeah, um, Maybe you want to go to the bar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, like, here's the thing is, this generation of kids, they, it's not that they're not willing to work. They're just not willing to work stupid. Yeah. And, and for years... For years, the image of the accountant, and, and you see it all over. You type in a CPA tax time and do a Google image, and you'll see a picture of somebody with their head in their hands, looking at their desk, surrounded by a stack of paper. Oh, yeah, I'm 25 years old, and I'm excited to go and work in that environment. And and they've, they've probably talked to their parents, and their CPA, their CPA doesn't return calls. Their CPA... Um, provides pretty rough service around tax time when it's when it's sort of peak season and and they're sort of thinking like why would I why would I yeah. go down this path it just doesn't make any sense to me why would I go and work in and and even big four that say has good technology and and probably good systems and good career progression why would you go into that that sort of deadline driven hour at billable hours why would you like it it, it just doesn't make sense to me yeah, and you know, and those those folks that were up in that room, did you notice how relaxed most of them were? Because yeah, almost yeah. all of them are using the they're really learning those apps. You know, when Yolanda said, I want to know even more mm. than what they're teaching me here. Um, they're really utilizing the tax deck. They um they they 
to get their work in. They've got that Beth, Lisa, Roger, whatever person it is, who's the client success manager, who's taking care of making sure that the work is flowing through in a level. I mean, it's a flood. You just asked me the first thing when we got yeah. on this show about the floods and above us, you know, and north of us. And you're right. It's horrible to be in a flood. And you basically are setting yourself up to be in a flood because you didn't spend, again, you did not spend the summer taking the time to learn the things you needed to do and then implementing them. And here's something else, and, it's, and, and, and it's, it bugs me, and, uh, and I'm just going to say it because I've seen it, I've had, I've had it happen several times in the last couple of months, and it still surprises me, is that somehow you think it's okay to share users because you're going to save a few fucking bucks <laughs> on somebody's access. Yeah. You know what? That few fucking bucks you saved is costing you hours, hours. In unproductive time. Yeah, and it's a risk. Wicked risk. Um, I did. Can I, you imagine if I tried to do that? Yeah, no. Um, yeah, the whole business it comes undone. Um, but you, great analogy there, Penny, and some coming full circle of like you're about to go into your flood season, and if you haven't got your, if you haven't done the prep um, in in the summer, but also you know, I was sort of this one discussion on LinkedIn around defining CAS or whatever, which, which I thought was an interesting discussion. The other thing I'm seeing at the moment on LinkedIn is we're hiring. We're looking for a tax senior. We're looking for a tax manager. We're looking for this, that, where so many accounting firms looking for tax professionals right now. Um, Intuit's looking for tax. Well, actually no, Intuit was looking for tax professionals um, sort of at, at the end of fall, but it's just sort of, if, if you're trying to hire a unicorn right now, like there's absolutely no chance you're going to find a good quality tax professional this time of year. But what about hiring a client success manager? What about hiring an administrator that is responsible for the flow of work, that is responsible for chasing clients, that is responsible for getting the invoices out or getting the engagement letters signed? answering those calls about what do you need? Like maybe that's the hire that's going to transform your tax season, not another tax professional. Well, you know, I, I, when I have this discussion, one of the things was, well, they won't know what to ask for. Um, (laughs) Why? Do you think that the things that you ask for are secret? Do you think that the things that you ask for are not trainable to somebody who hasn't done a tax return? And if they've submitted a tax return once, then surely they'll have a general idea. You know what? Guess what? Give them an organizer and tell them these are the things you're going to need to call for the person and collect from them. This was last year's return. (laughs) Here's what we need. I mean, you know, it's not, you know what? It's not rocket science, people. The part of stuff that you do that's rocket science is when you use your brain and your understanding of a very complicated, complex, compliance-driven drive you into the ground, governmental regulations. It's when you put your brain to that, that's the rocket science. Yeah. So spend less time doing the stuff that's not rocket science. And and you know what? It doesn't take a damn four-year accountant to do it. To, yeah, exactly. And, and you know what? 
that person doesn't need to know what they're asking for, but it's just, hey, Mr. and Mrs. Client, it's tax time, time to get us your stuff. Yeah. And if you, if you had someone just repeating that and, and the client might reply with, well, what stuff? Like, no idea. But if you think we need it, send it along and, and we'll make sense of it. <laughs> um, sc- scan it and upload it. Uh, take a photo of it and, and submit it. Um, yeah, let me show you how to do that. Yeah, you know, yeah. That, that kind of, or, or just be like, when I had my client's uh, books ready, uh, when she called me this morning, she goes, aren't we supposed to be meeting at nine? And I went, not on my calendar. What do you need? She goes, well, aren't we supposed to cover my year end? I said, oh, don't worry. I'll just send it to you right now. Who's your tax accountant? I can send it to them too. She goes, he's not answering the phone. I said, (laughs) I'll give it to you. It's ready. If they have a question, they can call me. If they don't call me, bad on them. Well, you know when they'll call you, um, sort of March 10. No, I won't be here to answer the phone because I'm going on vacation. Um, What was I going to say? I think, and and actually, when when if you are still in a in a paper full world, when the client does come in with their stuff, that person scans everything and might even give it back to them there and then. But but rather than sort of this intake process of yeah the shoebox comes in or the the Safeway bag comes in with all this stuff rather than it going out into the the backroom filing system why don't you just run it through the high speed scanner there and then and give it back to the client um get rid of that paper from the get go digitize it at the front end rather than and let them see you do it when they bring yeah, in yeah. these old cuz you know I when I was telling this this one person the CPA, I said, he goes, well, my clients won't, you know, they're old clients. And I said, yeah, my mother was 87 years old when I taught her how to do online banking. But, and it, but it also taught her how to use her computer for other things. She was able to make that somehow intelligent leap from, oh, if I can do that with this, then why can't I do that with this? And actually, if they you know see you, most humans can do that. And if they see you do it, they're like... Wait, I, I can do that. Why didn't I do that? But, but, but you wait to ask them for yeah, it. Yeah. Now. Or, and it's this assumption of like, my client won't do that. I'm like, but if, if, as you said, do it in front of them. And they'll be like, oh, I can do that. I don't have a high speed scanner at home, but I've got one at work. So I can just scan everything at work. And actually, you're charging me for this right now. Probably in their head, they're saying that. I can save myself a couple of bucks by scanning all this stuff. Um, yeah. I, I can opt in for digital, you know, get get clients thinking about it, about ways in which that they can eliminate paper and, and make their lives easier. I don't know. I think, again, we've been banging on about this stuff. For I know. And we're going to bang years. on about it for, no, I don't, you know, I think, I think that that's dying away. Well, and, and actually maybe we need to sort of say, you know what, th- this podcast is not for those types of types of uh, practitioners. If you're still doing that, get over it or, or, um, or, or basically turn out the lights, get ready to turn out the lights, so to speak. I mean, yeah. Cause realistically, anybody that we've been doing their month to month, we were ready to close it all out last week. Wow. Including the 1099s. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I'm just waiting for that W2 now. <laughs> it's just like, boom. Yeah. And those are starting to come out because, you know, we put them in online payroll. Uh, so it's like, okay, you've got you in QuickBooks or Zero. Most of them are in QuickBooks because of the way it is in this country. And, um, you know, it's done. 
you know, it's flipping done. You sort of you made that comment about the people sitting in the room with us at QuickBooks Connect. They were happy. They were yeah. They they were they were building nice businesses. They they were working with clients that for the most part that they enjoyed working with. Absolutely, they had frustrations and whatnot. And I actually think for the most part, the sort of going back to QuickBooks Connect the attendees. They all had big smiles on their faces, and, and oh yeah, they were of, they were the most fun group of people I've seen at a conference in a long time. And and part of that is yes, you're in Vegas and it's a conference and you're seeing friends and all that type of stuff and and learning and whatnot. But I also think it's first and foremost you you've you've got the capability to take that time away from your office. You've got the the you're able to afford it. It's not a cheap event, you know, to fly to Vegas hotels and registration and all that type of stuff. And, and, and actually, if I sort of think about the the first QuickBooks Connect went to in what, 2014 or something, and people were sort of wandering around with sort of these bright eyes and, and sort of a deer in the headlight as what the hell's happening to my to my world. You, you did, feel, I, I certainly felt that people that were there, they got it, they'd learnt it, they, they were excited about what the future yeah. of accounting held for them. And I, I thought that was actually certainly one of the takeaways for me. And and I, I was wandering around with my boss. Um, this was her first accounting conference. Yeah, she was uh, kind of fun to hang out with. She and, and, and she was just like, everyone is so happy to be here. Everyone's yeah. so happy to learn. Everyone's so happy to be in, in accounting. Um, and I mean, I, I obviously haven't been to, to conferences in the States, um, the way I used to, but I, I, you'd go to some of them and you could tell that people, people were not happy to be there. Um, Did I use felt, the words AICPA. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and, sta- and certain state societies and, and you could just tell that people begrudgingly there to get their, um, A&A credits or, or whatever it, it was. was. A- it was the same thing earlier in the year going to scaling. Yeah. And I remember telling Joe, this is probably the best show I've seen done. And a lot of the, he did put on a good show. Obviously it was very good, but the attendees were happy. Yeah. They were happy. And you know what? They were utilizing the technology in order to make their lives easier and focus more on what it is they wanted to do and less on what they didn't want to do and getting rid of it. And maybe that's our maybe that's our our sort of new year's resolution for strategy in the virtual controller. We we focus on those those pra- the practitioners, those business owners, those firms and and helping them make that next step and grow and yeah, we'll get an email from from the the dark ages and from the 17th century and the 19th century and and We'll, we'll, we'll read stories about paperful environments and all that type of stuff, but maybe we just sort of get on with helping those firms that know what they want to do um, really, really thrive and, and build that part of their business. What do you think? You know what? I think that's a good idea. I think that's a happy, it, yeah. was, a, it was a happy thought, thought and it was that that a little event that we did was very unplanned. Yep. Uh, and it was, and, and it as, was, as you'll hear, is very unscripted. <laughs> very unscripted. Um, in fact, at one point, somebody said, hey, is the microphone really on? Can I say this? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, it was, um, 
it was it was it was not a, I would not say it was an easy conference to go to because you were I mean you got you got your steps in yeah um, you were you were huffing and puffing to get from one because of the way the hotel was laid out and just the sheer number that showed up um Oh, and you're trying to get into room. Like you had to get there early to get your seat to get. Oh God, yeah, yeah. definitely. And uh, but it was the most focused, happy group of of people I've ever seen at a, a conference at a QuickBooks conference before. And I think if I sort of my my closing comment for say today's episode is, um, and and it, I'll probably go back to the the conversation I saw on on LinkedIn around defining CAS. I don't really care how you define it. It's up to you. What do you want to get out of your business? What do you want to provide to your clients? Um, Spend some time thinking about that and, and then get on with it and, um, and the, and, and then find, find that community or find those peers that are, that are sort of singing from the same hymn sheet and and learn and share and, and swap war stories with them because I, th- I think that was the uh, that another thing is the community wants to share, learn, and move together. Um, yeah, that is definitely something different about. I don't want to say necessarily this generation because obviously, even in up when we had everybody up in your room, there were t- oh, God, different yeah. decades of yeah, people yeah. there. Um, it is this um, this cohort of accounting, finance people who understand that these SMEs need and want help and they're going to go become the person to help in that particular area, whatever that area is. And for some people, it is just providing a closed set of books by the second week of January yeah. and having every month be closed. And there's nothing wrong with doing that. And for some other people, it's, you know, getting in there. Like I have a, um, a friend up the road for me that we only meet at the dog park. He says, you know, and, and basically what he does is he brings me clients of his, he's a consultant and he goes, you set them up, you get them all set up on their tech stack. You do that. I'm going to drop them into, and he uses live plan. I'm going to drop them into that and I'm going to take care of them from there. Mm. And so I might spend a month or two with them and doing their, their QuickBooks setup there. And cause that's what he's using and, and putting them in gusto payroll and doing all of that and then teaching them how to respond and manage all of their receipts and all the tech stack that they've got to deal with. And then he goes from there and we get it to the point where the, the books are moving smoothly. They keep it connected um, he, he gets them focused on, you know, separating out personal versus business so that the only thing that's coming in here is business. And we put them in bookie where they automatically get notified that there's an uncategorized item that they have to take care of. And, and then it's just like, I'm out of it mm. because that's all I want to do. Yep. You know, I really don't want to hang out with you for the rest of you. I'm commitment phobic. I don't <laughs> I didn't want to hang with you. So, I mean, it's a re- and if and there is, there are a lot of people that are up for doing something like that. And, you know, that's a nice little business to do too. I mean, if you define it, what do you, client advisory is it's client success. How are you, are you advising them? Are you assisting them? You can use anything for that A. Yeah. 
Yeah, and 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 client about services, but but maybe swap the S from service to success. Love it. Yeah, I I think as I said, I I think and as we've said, I think it's I think it's an exciting time to be in accounting. Um, and I think there's a number of ways in which you can build a thriving business um, that that makes a real impact in in the lives of clients, the lives of your team, and and yeah, I. I, I I hope listeners are like, you know what, 2023 is, is that's the year. Um, and it starts today. Yeah. Why not? Righto, Penny. I think we put the world to right. I think we've identified a few <laughs> things for our own podcast uh, in terms of where we're going to focus. And I think that's important. I think, I, I think as well, you know, let, let's, let's get a few more practitioners on, on the podcast and, and hear how they're, building their their practice i know we've had um obviously had rachel and a couple of others and i think sharing some of those stories and war stories um would probably be pretty helpful to to help listeners realize that there's a number of ways to do it and and there's a a a really big community out there that's willing to share and willing to grow together I've got a few in mind that'd be happy to do it. Yeah, me too. And and, and so maybe a couple yeah, of Yeah, we'd like to hear from some Australian. Well, I was yeah. going to say a couple of Aussie accents. I was um uh, just talking to a few yesterday, actually, that I think it'd be great examples of how they've redefined um, one's taking over his father's business, another one's uh, starting from, from the ground up. And I think, yeah, just really interesting perspectives on on what's important to them, first and foremost. Uh, and how that's driving the their business. Sounds like a plan. Righto, Penny. Um, always a pleasure. Let's uh, let's catch up next episode and, and we'll work out what we're talking about then. Um, but between now and then, folks, if, if you've got any questions or comments or want to run ideas past us, uh, you can find us on LinkedIn. So Penny Breslin's on LinkedIn. I'm on LinkedIn, Damien Greathead. The good thing is there's not too many of us, so we're pretty easy to find. Uh, if you have enjoyed today's episode, please jump on to uh, whether it's Spotify or, or Apple and, and leave us a review or a rating. That helps us um, helps us move up those charts and, and get the good word out to, to more and more people. But Penny, we'll catch you next week. All right. Go have fun in the waves. Will do. All right. Bye-bye.